Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Friends, our second scripture reading this morning comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians. Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 6, which can be found on page 196 in your pew Bible, if you would like to follow along in the New Testament section, or it can be found uh, on the screen for you as well. Let us listen now to God's holy word. I thank my God for every remembrance of you. Always in every one of my prayers for all of you, praying with joy for your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work in you will continue to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Today we have a little bit of a mix of holidays, you might say, on this final Sunday of Advent. We have a little bit of mix uh, between Valentine's Day and this season of Advent as we read Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, which reads almost like a love letter. It is a letter of validation and encouragement, a letter of Paul's affirmation to the church as he writes, and this is my prayer that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight. Though what's particular, what's interesting about this letter Paul writes to the church in Philippi is that it is not a love letter to the church in that kind of image or that kind of environment we conjure up in our minds. Paul is not in some comfy study surrounded by the soft glow of candlelight with a glass of Roman wine, perhaps, writing this letter to the church. Uh, it's, instead, it's the opposite. Paul's in prison, probably not in a very well-kept Roman prison, and yet he is still writing this letter to the church, the church to the people he holds close to his heart. It's a letter Paul sends to the church to inspire them, to encourage them, to remind them of his love for them and the love of God, which ultimately holds all these things together. And in case if you were in need of this reminder this morning, your life too is a part of this love letter. Your life is bracketed, sandwiched between the purpose of your life that God instilled within in you from the beginning and sandwiched between the love of God that will see every good thing in you made complete. Perhaps we need to hear that reminder of God's love this day as we find and certainly know that the holidays can be challenging. Therefore, know that a love letter is addressed to you this Advent season, highlighting your inherent worth and guiding you as you seek to achieve your Advent preparations. 
And, this, and the words of this letter surround you with the hope of God's larger purpose, which affirms the promise that through the hard times and the good times, there is certainly a love that will not let us go. Thinking about the, this love letter Paul writes during the season of Advent, it made me realize that today, this last Sunday of Advent, is also really the last traditional formal service we'll have this year before the year ends. So I thought I would take a moment this morning to share with you a reflection of a love letter to this church following in the footsteps of Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. In 2019, when I arrived, I did not know what I was fully getting into when I accepted the call. Reverend Mass, Kenneth Mass, served the church for almost or nearly 30 years. You experienced a rocky interim period, rocky being generous. There was discord regarding the management and operation of the preschool. There were concerns about what would happen next. There was concerns about the church's financial health. There was a lot of her, a lot of trauma, a lot of healing that needed to be done, which was a lot of what my first year here was focused on doing. I don't think we made any drastic or impressive changes that first year, but we listened. We learned to listen better, listen deeper, We worked on changing our internal culture, and we let the healing spirit of God lead us. Looking back over the last two years, as I've almost been here for four years already, I don't know where time's gone, I can say that the first Presbyterian church of Mayopac is not the same church it was when I arrived in 2019. It's better. It's better because of all of you, the people here, the people who join us online each week, who have created a healthier culture, caught hold of a new sense of mission, as we've seen our mission elder Joanne and Johanna and everyone else lead us into trying new things, whether it be the continuation of Jan Peak or the work that the Deegans do in collecting funds for those in the community or the work we've seen in our renewed mission with Midnight Run, just a small sampling. We're more willing to take risks, more willing to trust where the Spirit is leading. And during the pandemic, when many churches suffered significant losses, I think our church grew. We welcomed back some familiar faces, those who have gone away and came back, as well as welcoming some new ones. And while the fear, the memory, the anxiety of finances still linger, the reality this year is that we're making our way back to pre-pandemic levels. And again, that's thanks to you and your generosity. All of this, this past year, was possible because you placed your trust in God. All the progress you, we have made is only possible because We put the hard work into leaning hard into the innovative spirit of God. 
I understand it doesn't always feel that way, either because the church isn't as full as it once was or we don't offer the same programming, but the love of God that you, that we place our faith in, will see that all these things contribute to the coming of God's kingdom. All this is to say and to build upon what Paul would say to us this day as well, that all these things we do is for the glory and praise of God. But if Paul was also writing this love, love, love letter to the church in Philippi and also to us, Paul would also note that there's more to it as well, that the love letter we receive is not one of finality. Paul, as Paul always does, still has some things to say to us. It is a love letter to a people, to us, who are still a work in progress. As with all things, love changes over time. And as we change throughout the course of our lives, love changes. It can grow, it can evolve. But the message is still clear. The love we have received, the works we make manifest, and, the spirit, and our spiritual nurture rely on our commitment to live in the mercy of God's love, which sets forth a different agenda from that of our commercial-driven world. The love we celebrate this Advent season is the love that God, is the love of God that touches us so profoundly that we cannot help but do anything, or that, that we cannot help but live differently in the fullness of God's mercy that alters our reality. But that takes work on our part, people who are a work in progress. As we continue to progress in our sacred calling, the question, once again, reappears of how we do this. When do we have to do this by? And as Brueggemann writes in his devotional, the urgent question always in the final days of Advent is, are you ready yet? As we look back on what we have done as a church, as you look back on how your life has gone the past couple years, would you say this Advent season, are you ready to receive the fullness of God's love? Are you full of knowledge and insight? Are you without fault or sin? If so, you might be ready. The truth is, however, that most of us are not ready. Or should I say, not ready yet. Not yet, but underway. We are making progress each and every day we wake up, each time we fill our lungs with a breath of fresh air that offers our praise to God. We are a people who are a work in progress, sustained by the love of God that builds a sure foundation. And on this sure foundation, God will bring our lives to a point of completion where all things are made whole. So as we near the end of another Advent season, let us take a moment. Let us take a moment in the busyness of this time to find a moment where we can offer gratitude, where we can be grateful and fill ourselves 
with the love of God and with the love of all those who surround us, who support us as we carry on and wait. Friends, do not forget that you are loved this Advent, this Christmas season. Do not forget that even if there are parts of your life that feel broken or feel like they can never be mended, that doesn't change the fact God still loves you. God wrote the ultimate love letter to us, people who are a work in progress, when Christ was born all those many years ago in the form of love incarnate. Friends, never forget that you are loved and that you are loved just the way you are. And you, as someone who is loved, have a responsibility to share it with all the world. So let us give the ultimate gift this year, the gift of love so powerful it can heal, reconcile the tattered pieces in our hearts and in our communities, and inspire us to look forward to what comes next in God's unfolding story. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.